and welcome to Diving In with Josh. I am Josh. This is the wrestling podcast, not about wrestling, but yet about pro wrestling fans. And today we do have a chat with someone very special. But um, before we get to that chat, I just need to, um, you know, it's been what... However many episodes in, I've recorded a bunch, as I've said, a bunch of times. I've just kind of recorded and then releasing these into the world every single week. And um, when I kind of started this adventure and kind of moving out of just wrestling and doing some other stuff, I knew that it was going to be a bit of a risk and I didn't know if people would catch on, didn't know if people would have the same look on it that I do because... um, it is different, especially when you, quote-unquote, come out of your lane. Um, but it's been wild, and the support and love for this show has been so amazing and fun. And, you know, every single week, it seems they get new fans listening to this show. And that was kind of the goal, as with any podcast, to get people listening. But um, diving in especially, I just want... Um, to really show that you can talk about anything in this world and and wrestling fans have more to offer than I guess just wrestling. But with this show is is it's so important that I've had chats about mental health, about people's views on the world, um about fun stuff like music and um theater and writing and whatever it may be and so the the good thing about this show is that there's always something else to talk about you can always have guests back you can always have new guests as we kind of progress um so i just wanted to quickly as we kind of start this episode um i wanted to kind of put that in there just to say hey um this is this is something that uh, I really want to put a lot of effort and time into it. You, you see new episodes every single Tuesday, and just thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and um, it, it really does mean a lot as we grow this thing um, here and Wrestling Reverb and everything that um, Brain Buster Radio, not that this show is on Brain Buster Radio, but um, of course they're a big part of my wrestling community and everything that they've got going on, um, or we, I should say, and just fun, just really fun to do this. But, but anyway, I'm not going to take up too much more time. Let's get to our chat today with a very special guest. Alrighty, so I'm sitting here virtually, of course, with a very special guest. I'll let him introduce himself, of course. Um, if for anyone that, you know, reads the title and not sure who you are, who are you and uh, what's your kind of background in wrestling, I would say? So I'm Dits on Wrestling. Um, I've been part of Twitter now for a good maybe two, three years. Uh, new to the podcast game, though. Um, started that back in April. Uh, pretty much just cover everything there is to cover about wrestling the news highlights because i don't watch the entirety of raw or smackdown i press fast forward and away i go so i can really only cover the highlights and then i throw some recommendations out there and that is essentially my episodic stuff but i also throw out bonus episodes as well so like power rankings um and just like i try to be an interactive podcast um as much as i can so lots of shout outs lots of interactive um stuff for you guys to get involved with 
and that's essentially it. I'm just, I'm finding my feet in yeah. the podcast world. I, I um, have been listening to your show. As I said to you, I am genuinely a fan. I kind of reached out to you or we just started chatting after the recommendation of whenever. This is being recorded a week after, but um, the, kind of your recommendation of, of me and stuff like that with this show, because it is essentially, it is a wrestling podcast, I would say. It is the wrestling podcast that isn't about wrestling, but um, it, it just kind of spiraled from there and I was like, we need to have a chat. You seem like a cool guy, but... Of course, as I said, this isn't really a wrestling podcast, but it is. It's just about pro wrestling fans. Um, you've been trying to get into the podcasting world for some time now, though. Am I correct? Yeah. So I'd say I'm, I probably looked at it back in February last year. So I put up a little cryptic tweet. It was literally just a picture of a podcast microphone and a question mark. And I just thought, if somebody responds to this and goes, hmm, that sounds interesting, I thought... That'll, that'll be the the decider of whether I go ahead and do it. And it just it just never happened, and I put it off and put it off and put it off. And then it, I got to about September time, and I thought, right, time to do it. My wife got me all the podcast equipment for my birthday. I was like, I don't have a choice now. She's paid for something to do this podcast. So if I don't do it, she's probably going to kill me. Um, but sadly, work then took me away um, in October, so I had to take a hiatus from all wrestling of any kind um so yeah it was put on hold until april and that's when i thought right here we go i've settled back at home and let's just go for it yeah it's been in the makings for a while yeah i knew that it was kind of in the makings for a while just you know a few roadblocks in the way but um for anyone that doesn't know and just for a bit of a brief brief background on it with you um what kind of drew you into wrestling and what kind of made you a fan of wrestling I was see. I was, I was trying to think of stuff that you were going to ask me today, and that was one of the things that I was trying to figure out. Because I, I drove to work this morning, I was just like, "What actually drew me into it?" Because I've been watching it, I know, since about 1998. So I was seven, <laughs> but because I was seven, I, I, I my memory is absolutely terrible. And you'll know that as this podcast goes on. You ask me <laughs> questions, I'm like, I have no idea. But <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I think it was just. And at that age, it, I think it was the characters, like The Rock was my go-to wrestler, just everything about him, just, it's, it's so entertaining, and I always looked at the wrestling characters more than I did, you know, like cartoon characters and stuff like that, I just yeah. felt more drawn to them, maybe it's just because they were real people, I don't know, yeah. but just seeing The Rock and doing his thing, and then Austin having the edgier side of it. I was just like, this is cool as shit. Can I swear? Yeah, you, yeah go ahead. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, this is cool as hell. Like, I, I, need to, I need to carry on watching this. And um, my grandma bought me a videotape of like the People's Champ. And it was, it was just, I think it was just as The Rock um, turned face. So it covered his whole, I think it covered like a two-year period of him just being a face. I just remember watching that like, probably about four times a week and i was just from there it was just hooked 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 and I, and I haven't looked back i had a, i had a break for about three years um back in about 2007 i think it was yeah. um but oh well, yeah i've always been interested in it even in that gap i was always kind of following what was going on and funnily enough it was the rock that brought me back in again so oh, well there you go it always comes full circle it is weird with <laughs> wrestling though because i'm like you i started watching about 99, 2000 from what I'm told, but I can't really remember until about 2002. Um, but it's, it is weird when you're a kid because 
of all people who drew me into wrestling or who I'm told by my older brother all the time is that Gold Dust drew me in. I loved Gold Dust as a kid. <laughs> of all of all characters, I guess it was just the face pain and the weirdness and I'm a weird ass person now, so it kinda makes sense. But it is weird that the weirdest people can sometimes draw you in and then it's just a matter of keeping you in and wrestling is a wonderful, wonderful world. However, of course, as you grow up, life happens and other things um, get in the way where you take breaks or whether you still keep tabs on it or not. But it is weird what can draw you back in. Um, but, you know, we were chatting about about this show and we're like, what, what are we going to talk about today? Because I kind of leave it up to the guests to decide a topic. And you kind of said, uh, I, 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 I hope you don't get mad for me sharing this in the DM. You said, <laughs> I'm not a very interesting person. And I was like, Every- I'm like, okay. I'm like, surely you're an interesting person. From the stuff I've listened to of you, you do have a, a character about yourself and just the way that you present yourself and stuff like that. I'm like, no, no way. You've got to have something here. And then we kind of touched on something. And we'll get into that in, in a minute. But um, as a kid, did you always kind of, and feel free to tell me to, uh, if I'm, if you don't want to be too open about this, but as a kid, did you always kind of think that about yourself? You're like, what do I really have to talk about? Or if, if someone was to ask you that as a 10-year-old kid, what would be kind of your answer to that? Would you say that you've always been like that? Or would you say you are kind of selling yourself short a little bit? I'd say it was more like a recent thing. Because like, as a kid, like I was always the class clown, like through and through. And then I started my career when I was 18, and I carried it on. Then I think I think it's since I've got um, since I've got married and had kids and settled down. It's, it's I've grown up a lot, so I feel like a lot of my immature my immaturity is still there. It's very dormant though, like it, it comes out every now and then. Um, but literally, my life is you know, and and this is it's no complaint at all. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like my wife, my kids, my job, and wrestling. Yeah. So. This obviously this podcast is for wrestling fans, but we don't talk about wrestling. Yeah. So I was like, outside of wrestling, I'm not going to come on here and talk about my wife and kids for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what do I have left to give? <laughs> Listen, um, I, I'm I'm not married. I don't have kids, but my life is basically wrestling. So, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh, don't worry, you're not you're not in the minority. But um, it, what we we we'll kind of just jump right into what we kind of decided to talk about today and um i'll let you kind of usher in on what we're kind of talking about um so um i thought if i had to go with anything that you'd even be remotely interesting to anybody else about me is the fact that i am part of the royal navy yeah. so i figured that would be something that not many people would be able to lay their hat on on here yeah. so i thought Definitely not me. I know nothing about him. This is why I'm interested in doing these kind of episodes is because I can learn about the Royal Navy and what it kind of takes and what what kind of gets your mindset into even approaching something like that. So take me to the beginning of this kind of journey. Was this something that you were like, yep, I'm going to do this. You've always wanted to do it. So my life from, I'd say primary school up in up until now to be honest has been just winging it complete i just wing life i just take it as it comes relatable um so i i went through school did well at school um, i've always had a knack just for putting in minimum effort and getting maximum gain or i've always been like that and then i went to college and it just like just my interest in anything academic just went completely out the window it wasn't because i was 
you know, too busy, you know, partying or anything like that. Because, that, you know, I didn't really have that kind of group of friends. It was more like I'd go and play football, I'd go and play golf, play video games, watch wrestling. <laughs> I just I just lost interest completely in just absorbing more information into my head. Like, it just, it just didn't interest me. So I ultimately failed every single exam <laughs> that I did across the board because um, what I was <laughs> I was um, initially going to become um, a games developer and I, when I look back it's ridiculous I don't even know why that was my career choice but that's what I went for and I think I, I just played the Xbox every single day and I thought you know what I could make this so that was all my subject I think it was physics maths computing and I think it was English language that so all I did. the hard stuff <laughs> So yeah, all the all the, all the stuff that um, I probably shouldn't have done in hindsight. I, I, if if I did drama, I might have scraped a C, but everything else just just I think there were U's. So I think I think it goes A B C D E and F, and then U, and that's what I got. U, U in absolutely everything, and I knew it was coming because um, my friends um, were exactly the same boat. They just didn't care. And they texted me and said, "Oh my god! Like, I've just got my results. I've got, I've just, I failed everything." I was just like, "Oh my god! Like, <laughs> we're kind of in the same boat here." So I don't, I'm dreading looking at mine. And lo and behold, I opened it, and there it was, complete failure across the board. Was it so, more so that you didn't like, didn't want to do it, or you just couldn't, or was there just, was it just a lack of interest? I think it was a lack of interest, to be honest. I don't, I don't know what it was. I can't quite put my finger on it. I was just. I, I'd just go into college every day and I'd just be like, I just cannot be asked with this. Like just learning about equations in maths or yeah. learning doing like coding and computing and physics. I was just like, I what am I doing here? Like I do not need to know this stuff. I can just wing it and just do some random job that isn't <laughs> this. Um and yeah, so I just completely lost interest, failed. My dad wasn't happy. And I don't think anybody would be surprised to hear that either. He was very, he's, he's a very straight laced man and he'll tell you exactly how it is. And he laid it out to me that he was not a happy man. Um, and he, he, he pretty much, he said, right, you're either getting an application to go back for another year. You're going to find yourself an apprenticeship to do, or you're going to stack some shelves in the local supermarket or something like that. And I was just like, all those options suck, and I'm not interested in any of those, but I'm going to have to save face and just try. The, the college thing, I was like, nah, I'm not going back to college. I refuse to go back to college. Don't want to do that. So I looked at the apprenticeship stuff, and it was like engineering and all that kind of stuff, and I was just like, I am not technically minded. I'm not a practical person. I can't put up a shelf. Like I, I rely completely on IKEA furniture because oh, yeah, flat, flat, pack, flat packing is out of my range. Never oh, mind me anything too. else. I'm like, oh. <laughs> my sister put up a shelf for me the other week. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna watch her do it. <laughs> yeah, my my wife puts up all the all the shelves, all the pictures. Like this, this my man cave right now is not complete because I'm relying on her to put these pictures up. Like I, I don't to do anything wrong. Same here. I'm glad we've never met and never were roommates because we would have no shelves. Everything would be on the floor. Um, so yeah, yeah, the apprenticeship side of it that, that went out the window, and I was just like, I do I see myself with a, a job packing shelves in a supermarket? And not, not that there's anything against it. I was just like, I don't really want to do that. Um, 
and my dad uh, my dad was also um in the navy he was in the navy at the time and he just he planted the seed and he kind of said would you consider going down this route and i was kind of like, nah, I, I don't know if it's something that would interest me um like I've, se- I've seen everything that he's had to do um i i didn't really spend that much time with him um, when i was growing up because he was always away yeah. um and when he wasn't at sea he was living um in scotland whereas i was living in england so even then it was probably like every other weekend maybe even once a month i was seeing him so i was kind of like if i ever get to the point where i have kids i said like, that doesn't interest me yeah. I, I, I don't i'd be happy doing it um but he planted the seed and I think as time went on and interviews, well, I wasn't getting interviews for jobs and it was getting really frustrating. Um, I think that seed started growing a little bit bigger every single day. Yeah. And I just happened, uh, this, <laughs> this is the one thing that I could pinpoint as a story that I could tell that is just absolutely bizarre. It's such a weird situation. I don't know how I ended up in it, but because I literally had nothing more to do, I didn't have a job. I wasn't at college. Like my mates were all my mates who failed had jobs, so they could actually go off and do something. Whereas I was just a couch potato. I was like, "What? What am I doing with my life right now? Nothing." Yeah. So I, I used to, I used to take walks quite a lot. I used to go out and just put my headphones in and just walk somewhere that I didn't even know. Just walk, and I ended up in Glasgow in the city centre because my dad lived um, about forty minutes away in a local town called Paisley. Yep. So I got on the train, went to Glasgow. And I was just wandering around. I didn't have any intention to go in any shops or buy anything. I just wanted to walk around. And I stumbled across a art museum. No interest in art whatsoever. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go in and just have a look. So I went in, had a look, and I was just like, yeah, these are really nice. Don't, don't really know what I'm looking at. Don't know how to interpret these paintings. But, yeah, they're nice. That's a nice color. Yeah, so that's blue. That's nice. And I was like, right, that's, that's enough art for one day. I'm going to leave. And as I was leaving, I said, oh, there's a a special exhibition going on upstairs. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll I'll have a look at it, see what's going on. And when everyone ever asks me about joining the Navy, this is kind of the LinkedIn story to it. And it's just just bizarre that it is the case. I went upstairs, and the moment I walked in, I was greeted by at least six clay penises. And I was was like, what is happening here? (laughs) penises on the right there was some vagina molds on the other side i was like what is happening what is this where is this are real? you <laughs> it was some kind of genital ex- exhibition of some description i was like what is happening right now i'd like and it kind of i was like do i do i walk around do i look at this does it look bad if i just walk in and walk straight back out like should i should i feel embarrassed about this um i just went now nah, i'm going like I can't, i'm walking around and practically giving every penis in here a hand job and i was like no i'm getting out of here (laughs) so i left the museum and just bolted um right and started heading down the street i thought i'm going home i said that's enough madness for one day so i started walking down the street and out the corner of my eye um across the road i noticed a careers office for the royal navy and the royal air force and Literally, it was just for me going, seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Next thing I know, I was sat in the seat across from um, one of the careers guys in there, and he was handing me an application form. And I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. My body just seems to be on autopilot, and I'm taking this application. And I'm leaving it and going, right, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to show my dad and say, look, this is something I'm interested in. We're going to fill out the form together, and we're just going to go from there. And it, was, it just all happened in just one 
swift motion. I don't know if it was the penises that pushed me towards doing it. I don't know. But it's, it just seemed to be just one fluid motion of, ah, there's a careers office. And then I was at home and I was saying to my dad, I want to join the Royal Navy. So it was a very... A very weird day. <laughs> to, I was going to say, that's a, that's a weird... Um, I'm not sure if I could have anyone on and talk about the Navy and say, <laughs> penis has brought me here. Thank you. <laughs> that is a very... Yeah. It's a, this is like... So, what's going through your mind when you're sitting in that chair and getting that application form kind of handed to you or just having that conversation with that uh, careers guy that you um, mentioned? What's going through your head? Are you just going what the hell's going on? I just got on a train and I just looked at some penises and now I'm here. <laughs> I, it was, it was, it was, I think in my head, I knew I had to do something. I, I couldn't, I couldn't go around looking at genital ex- exhibitions all my life. I needed to do something with my life. And the fact that my dad had planted the seed of, um, joining the Navy and going down that route, same as him. I, th- I think it was just, I think I think that's I think that's what drove me into it. And I was sat in the chair and I wasn't nervous about it. I wasn't worried about it. It's he. I mean, the guy behind the chair. And like now that I've been in for eight and a half years, coming up well, coming up nine years now, like I can kind of see how a careers person would act in that situation. But yeah. me sat there as a a seventeen year old kid, him saying, "Oh, you're going to travel the world. You're going to see this. You're going to see that. Oh, the pay is fantastic. Job security, pension." Blah. I was like. And I'm just completely wide-eyed. I was just like, I don't know what... I'm just a rabbit in the headlights. I don't know what you're saying to me right now, but it sounds fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, sign me up. <laughs> and so he sold me the dream. Um, and, that, and that was it. I, yeah, went home and told my dad, and he was just like, are, are you sure this is something that you want to do? And I was just like, I think so. And then the ball just went rolling from there. So how long was the time between handing in that application or filling it in to actually getting started or at least getting um you know the green light to say this is something that's going to happen i think it was august um because i remember it was just before i turned 18 so it was i think it was august um 2009 and i walked through the gates of hms rally where we do all our basic training in june 2010 so that's 10 months okay and getting into that uh, the kind of um I guess you were kind of kind of already alluding to this. You were kind of like, this feels right. This is something I need to do. I need to do something with my life. But what, what does it take to get into the mindset of going, okay, I'm actually going to do this and this is happening? I, I don't think anybody kind of prepares for it um, until you're actually there. I mean, you can – I mean, what we did, uh, most, most of the class that I ended up joining, uh, we – there was a forum – for people i think it was just for the navy in general so people just asking questions of like who are in the navy or people potentially joining up like i I met so many people before i even joined there which was great so we had a shared um connection straight away so when we got there it wasn't as awkward as it potentially could have been um but i think we were so focused on just getting there it was the, the i mean we were doing preparation doing um like fitness tests like every day like i used to run down um, the local canal like every single day just trying to get my fitness up swimming every other day trying to get my fitness up so it was it was more a mindset of like i'm expecting this thing to be physically exhausting so i need yeah. to get my body in shape and that was that was my focus before going there mentally preparing myself i like i said i wing stuff so i, I didn't really yeah. worry about it 
it was it was only when I was on the I was on the train um, going down because the, the train is in Plymouth, um, which, funnily enough, is where Luke is from, yes. who, who was on here the other week. Um, yeah, so that, it was a six-hour train journey, and you have to wear a suit. And I had my dad's navy kit bag on, so I, I had a bullseye on my back for anybody that thought, ah, he must be joining up the same day as me. Um, but you could, you could see like fresh-faced lads in in their shirts and their ties and, you know, looking nervous. And you just straight away, you knew that they were going the exact same location that you were. Yeah. Um, and it was only then that it really sunk in. Cause I, I stood in the, um, the bit in between the carriages where the toilet is. And cause some guy nicked my seat. Um, so we were stood out there and I ended up just talking to three or four guys. Um, and we were all kind of, I think it was more excitement to be honest about getting there and just seeing what it was like. But it, it was it was such a weird because I didn't because obviously I think my my mum and sister took me to the station to drop me off and I didn't like I, I said goodbye and it was you know it was sad but I, I don't I think I forgot, like as soon as I was on the train like that just kind of went away I was just more excited to get there um, but I think yeah, I started to go ah have I done the right thing yeah. like the first night that we got there because um, it's obviously a commitment it's obviously a huge commitment it's going okay this is kind of my life at this point anyway um this is my life now so was there i know you said you weren't really you're kind of just a couch potato and, and not really doing too much <laughs> and 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 whatever it may be but was there i don't know if you ever live anything with regrets or anything like that but was there any point at least at the beginning when you kind of started this that goes oh this is not for me I re- kind of regret doing this. Uh, there was only one moment that I thought, nah, I've done the complete opposite of what I should be doing in life by being stood here in this mess with, I think I think I had about 33 guys um, sharing accommodation with me. Um, like, Because what happens is you get there, um, you get introduced to everyone, you get split down into classes, um, get your photos taken, and, it's, and you... And you you go, you go to the galley, have some food, and it's kind of, and you get your kit issued to you as well. And you, I think it was that moment where we were, we were sat in a classroom, like so, those kits sprawled out all over the floor. So it was, um, it was like your the stuff that you've brought yourself because you had to bring kit with you, like so your dusters and your um, polish and um, you know your shoe brushes, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So we were sat in this in this classroom so there was, there, was, there was about 60 of us in this classroom so it was very like tight and squashed in and there was just kit everywhere and i remember just sitting there and just like oh my god like what is going on and the and the, the guy was stood at the front telling us what we needed to be doing with it so we needed to be folding our like duster into a triangle writing our name stencil our name onto it right now he said this is where you write your name on all this kind of stuff and i was like i was like oh my god like what is what is happening here like this yesterday i I was in my pants playing the PlayStation, and today I'm sat here with all these people, like making a triangle out of a duster. I was like, what, what has happened? Um, and so we did all that, and it was fine. I, I, I did feel a bit of anxiety when I was doing it, um, but when we actually went up to the mess and they um, showed us around where we were going to be sleeping and where our lockers were, um, on the bed was a big brown bag, and that was all our uniform. And they said, right, just make sure you try all your uniform on, make sure it fits, um, anything that doesn't, put it to one side, um, and then just put it in your locker. We'll show you how to um, 
iron the stuff in the, that goes in and how to fold it correctly to make it all neat and all that kind of stuff. He said, so for today, just just fuck it in to the locker, however yeah. you want. Um, the training starts tomorrow, essentially. Because um, at this point, we hadn't signed on the dotted line either. So right. there was still a chance for people to bow out the following morning. Yeah. Because um, then we, we swear an oath the next day. Um, so if people are going laugh oh this isn't for me they could they can leave on day one so that's good um but yeah when i was unpacking all these clothes and the uniform like my my heart sunk and i could feel i could just feel myself getting so emotional just like oh like what am i doing i was looking at the guy um stood opposite he's just this big hulking scottish guy and i was just like oh my god like, i've got you here i've got this guy that looks like 12 sat next to me i was like he he's he looks 40 like i'm just sharing this space with so many different people and coming from different backgrounds and yeah. it, i was I, it, it was it was very overwhelming and it wasn't until uh, we did pipe down at half past 10 so everyone has to be in the bed lights off um i was i was lying in bed and i was just tr- I was just trying to sleep i couldn't sleep and the way my bed was i was facing to the right and my locker face was literally there so it, if i just rolled over i was hitting it yeah um and i was just sat there and i was like, oh god i feel a sneeze coming on but i don't want to wake anybody up but i, I couldn't hold it in so i sneezed and as i did i smacked my head against the side of the locker and i was just like ah and then just the whole mess just erupted in laughter for the, for those who were awake and i'm sure there was a lot of them just everyone just started laughing and i thought i think i'll be okay yeah like i think that's that that was the moment i was like nah i think i'm okay because i i always had that class clown reputation yeah and despite the fact it was accidental that i made them laugh by doing it um it, it, made, it did make me feel a lot better and then from there it was just like right let's do it let's go for it yeah uh, and i guess next day I, signed on the dotted line i guess with that kind of stuff there would be a sense of um, we're kind of all in the same position here. So, you know, everyone's kind of signed up for the same kind of experience. So you've got to have some kind of a bond with these people, especially as it moves along. Um, So, you know, let's uh, fast forward a little bit, maybe like a year or two in or or whatever it may be. But when was there ever a sense of, okay, I feel pretty comfortable here? Um, I'd say... Uh, to be honest, I, I think it was like the first couple of weeks that I yeah. felt happy and comfortable. And, you know, I, I got to know everybody, you know, um, I was one of the more, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, blow smoke up my own ass, but I was one of the more, you know, popular people, yeah. you know, like I, I could, I could get involved with everything, you know, I didn't shy away. Um, you know, I was just an 18 year old kid. So yeah. I, I was just there, you know, to have, a, well, I say have a good time. Obviously I, I want to get a career out of it but i didn't i wasn't the person that was you know sat in the corner just like completely you know in in darkness and not knowing what to do and there were a couple of people like that but um you know thankfully we the class we had was really good and we could you know pull everyone you know through it um so i was comfortable i'd say you know within the first couple of weeks um but it wasn't until i passed out with my so you do basic training and then you do your branch specific training Um, so I went, well, I, I, well, I am a, a writer, um, which doesn't sound as glamorous as you think it is. I don't write novels or anything like that. Um, I'm essentially HR admin. So I do all the pay and all that kind of okay. stuff. Um, and week two of the writer training, um, I failed 
the exam. So oh. I, I smashed the first exam and failed the second one. And I, I, I would like to say it was my fault, but it wasn't. The thing that I failed on, we just didn't get taught it or I just didn't listen. It was one or the other. <laughs> so I'm going to say I wasn't taught. Um, and people were able just to wing it and go, hang on, we, we've never seen this before, but they, were still, they still did it. I didn't. Because I, I, I think I was so confused on the day. I was I don't know what this is. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I, I failed it and I got dragged in front of the warrant officer um, who, who heads the training for the branch. And he said, um, he said, look, you did well in the first exam. You've messed up here. Like, what's going on? And I said, no, I, I just, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And he was, he was like, all right, well, just you know, pick yourself up, um, and just make sure you don't, you know, mess up again. Otherwise, you know, you could see yourself walking out the door. And I was like, well, that makes me feel great. Thank you very much for that. And but from, <laughs> <laughs> but from there, yeah, I smashed every other exam. Um, and the 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 added element to the branch that I've chose is that I'm also a submariner as well so i had to go off and do uh submarine training as well yep. and the it breaks down to a dry and a wet phase so your dry phase is just all theory based all classroom based and um i was the class leader um like I, I think the instructors knew of my dad from being yep. in the navy so i don't know i don't know if that's why they decided to pick me but I'm, i think that's why they won't have any other reason to um Unless it was just a, a look at the drawer out of a hat, I don't know. I don't know what they do to decide. Um, so I was the class leader, and it was it was eight. It was either eight or ten weeks of training, and I got the best student um, for the whole course, which I was really happy with. And then went on to do my wet phase, uh, which is the actual sea, the, uh, actually qualifying at sea. Yep. Um, did that for six weeks, smashed that. So it was at this point I was just like, I'm winging it but I'm winging it well. Yeah. And so I've, and from there, I've always been comfortable. Like any, um, any exams I've had to do, any courses I've had to do for like promotion or anything like that, you know, I've always been a little bit like a bit, you know, a little bit worried about it, but then on the day, just go in, wing it, smash it. And that's just kind of what it's always been. So I think I've always had that. I've had that. I've had comfort for the last uh, seven years, I'd say. As soon as I got used to what it was to be in the Navy, I think that was it. I was happy. That, that's good. To me, now, you could correct me if I'm wrong, you sound a little bit like the Charlotte Flair of the Navy world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of the Navy. <laughs> no, but in, in all honesty, it does sound like just from... I, disclaimer, everybody, this is the first time we've ever chat on like a... Uh, at all we've never heard we've never talked to each other except on twitter so um just talking to you in the last kind of 30 minutes or however long we've been talking you kind of said that you kind of you know the kind of popular kind of guy like you kind of got along with a lot of people i can tell that just by your personality in that just that you're pretty easy to get along with which is a good thing um but you know what was kind of, when you were going into this, for anyone that doesn't know kind of too much about the Royal Navy or anything like that, what would be someone's end goal in this? What would be what they're working towards? Uh, I guess... I know it would vary, uh, but, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, I think, um, there's, yeah, there's a multitude of stuff. So, I mean, for me personally, it's all about um, career progression. So I, I want to be the the top of my career ladder so 
Um, I want to reach warrant officer. That's the highest I can go um, unless I commission and become an, an actual officer, which I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but for me, that my ladder is warrant officer, and that's what I want to get to um, ultimately. But for other guys, they just want to see the world and want to go to as many places as they want, do as many um, foreign tours as they can. Like there's foreign tours all over the all over the world. Um, you know, some people want to use it as as an in to get into something else. So they'll, especially especially now because with uh, with the state of recruitment and stuff, like there's fast track schemes and all that kind of stuff with engineers anyway. Um, so they're able to come in and. They they just fly through the ranks because they're I mean they I think they've got degrees and stuff prior to getting there so they're they've already got a head start with um, all the aspects of engineering that they need to know and they just get forced through and then they'll they'll hit a certain rank and then they'll go right do you want to continue your career in the navy and you'll kind of progress at the same level or this is your chance to you know get to this point and then go outside and use the knowledge that you've gained from the navy and do something else so yeah. like you could be working in like the Rolls Royce. Um, factories or you know anything yeah. anything like that um you know so they've got that option when they come in as well so i think yeah i think it's a multitude of stuff for me it's all about career but um yes for the younger guys you know i'd, I'd say it's definitely all about traveling the world yeah. and seeing everything um unfortunately being a submariner means i rarely see the world because we're too busy floating and well, i say floating <laughs> not floating <laughs> at all um yeah, we're kind of hovering underneath the water somewhere and um, so yeah, we don't get to see much. Um, but for for the guys who are on the actual ships, um, yeah, they they see quite a lot of stuff, more so than me anyway. So yeah, the young lads lap that up. Yeah, I guess you would. You'd anyone would want to see the world at at especially at a younger age and stuff like that. But um, what so you know, what does a now what does kind of day to day look like for you in your field? I mean, this is going to sound really, really boring, and it and it is. Um, I lit. I I go in every day, and it's 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 just like any old office job. Um, and that is that that is a perk of my branch is that when we're not um, either at sea or assigned to a ship or submarine, we are you know land based in an office as we would be you know like like civilian HR yeah. um, administrators you know they'd be sat in an office we're doing it exactly the same the only difference is we're military yeah. um, but um, I am you know I'm, I'm assigned to a, a submarine at the moment and um, it's in it's in a maintenance period so I don't go down there at the moment because we've got an office just off site um, but if I am assigned to a submarine I'm doing all that office stuff but on a submarine or on a ship um so obviously that's where it differs from the civilian side of things um but apart from that um you know if you're at sea then you've got everything else that comes with it yeah Uh, so you know stopping off everywhere around the world and um humanitarian stuff and drug busting and all that kind of jazz which is a lot more interesting than me going into work in the morning making a coffee and sitting down and just going what the hell am i doing here today (laughs) (laughs) listen i i work in a supermarket so it's much more interesting than what i do so um but at the same time it's um is this what you kind of envisioned or is it kind of just taken a life of its own and you've just kind of, again, just kind of winging it? I've, when that careers officer sits down with you, as you're going through the, the recruitment process, you're not even in basic training at this point, they are selling 
the navy as yeah. you know as they as they should be that's their job yeah. um you know you're gonna you're gonna see the world you're gonna get paid this you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and you're just like oh god that sounds absolutely amazing and then you get to rally um which is where the basic training is and you're firing guns and you're um you know you're doing hikes in the moors and stuff like that and you're, you're doing camping and you're jumping off the side of ships and you're just like oh god this is fucking awesome like yeah. i want to i want to do this it's amazing and then from there it just gradually starts to slow down and you kind of go ah this this is the navy this this is what i'm going to be doing uh, and i think it was i think it was at least i think it was about a year in because my first um sea draft as it was um, was a submarine in a maintenance period so again it was office based so i was just but i'd, I'd been to sea at that point so i'd seen um so you know, I'd seen that side of things and how the navy works there, like how the how the real navy works. Yeah. Um, but then from there, straight into an office again, I was going, "This is going to be me now." I think for X amount of years, however long I decide to be in, um, it's going to be, and it has been that way. It's always been um, office based, C, office based, C, office based, C, and that's and I, I like that. That's you know, that's the yeah. perk of my um, of my branch because like the engineers are just they'll they'll go on a course um in portsmouth and they'll be there you know for a year and a half um learning all their new stuff that they need to know back to sea and then yeah. they'll do all the sea time and then they'll go and do another course and then they'll go back to sea so they don't get the the opportunities i have to go ashore yeah. um and to get land-based jobs yeah um so i've i've lucked out to be honest and i'm more than happy <laughs> that my path has gone this way yeah. more than happy especially now that i've you know i've got a wife and kids as well it makes um you know things a lot easier yeah i was just going to ask you about that you seem like you are a family man you have wife, a wife and kids um so i'm i'm assuming i probably know the answer to this but this has probably made it a hell of a lot more comfortable for you you get to spend time with your kids and your wife virtually every day yeah um i mean we the the, the hiatus I took from um, from Twitter in October last year um, was because I went to sea. Yeah. And so I was I was at sea over the the Christmas period, um, and you know, it, well, to put it, you know, to use one word, it was shit. Yeah. Um, I was going to say probably wouldn't be that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was terrible being away from them, and you know, and that that's the that's the first time that I've been away f- from the kids. Um, I've been away from the wife once before but that was the first time with the kids um and yeah it was it was really hard and the fact and the fact that it was over the christmas period as well it was yeah it was shit um it it just makes things really it it just makes you think like what is is this the right thing for me now like is like because it's it's not fun for her it's not fun for me but then you know you get back and then you settle in again and then you just kind of forget that any of that actually happened. I mean, I've been back now for three months yeah, and it has flown by and I've completely forgotten about, you know, being away and, you know, the feelings that came with it. And, you know, some people are happy to, to walk away from their wife and kids for, you know, endless months. And I, I don't know why, like some, some of the guys on board, you know, it looks like, Oh, it's so nice to have a break from the kids and, you know, a wife nagging in my ear. I like that. I like, I like to have a wife nagging in my ear. You know, I like my kids you know, to be running around screaming and annoying me, you know, cause that, that's me. Like I, like you said, you know, like I am a family man now yeah. and you know, that's where I feel 
um, you know, the most comfortable is, you know, around them. So yeah, it was, it was pretty hard uh, being away from them, but now we're settled in. It's, it's leveled out again. We, we have balance, which is nice. That is nice. I can, I can just like, just by like where, uh, I can see you on video chat at the moment. You just radiate positive energy when you talk about your kids and your wife. So that's a good thing. And you're very much a family man. And um, it, it is just refreshing. Um, but as we're kind of winding down here, um, what what do you do you assume, do you feel like you're going to be in this field for a, a long time to come? Is there something that you kind of want to explore? What's the kind of What's the kind of vibe at the moment for you? I, I I have like a three year plan at yeah. the moment, and that all involves me being like essentially where I am now. Yeah. So um, it'll involve either no sea time or very 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 little sea time. So at the moment, I'm happy and yeah. um, you know happy to just carry on what we're doing. I'm close to promotion, so well you know if I get that, then great. If I don't, then. Pfft, I, you know, I don't really mind. I'm still where I want to be. Um, but after that three year point, I don't know. Well, it, it's going to definitely be a, uh, a play it by ear kind of thing, you know, especially, you know, especially, you know, with, you know, having a wife and kids, it's, it, it does get very, very hard, you know, having yeah. to, you know, leave them. So that might be a decide. I think, well, if I ever leave and I leave early, um, before my 22 years is up, um, I'd imagine it'd be because I just can't, be away from them anymore i'd yeah. imagine yeah or the navy has just completely fucked me over i'm just like no, <laughs> no, no. Get out. one or the other well it's a, i am that 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 interesting person uh message i'm gonna stick in my brain for as long as we as long as we happen to talk in these uh in this weird wrestling community Twitter world, um, because you, my friend, are not an uninteresting person. You're a very interesting person because I just learnt so much crap that I didn't even know about. So, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so as we kind of uh, finish things up here, this is your chance, of course. Put yourself over. Where can we find you? Where can we catch your show? And um, yeah, the floor is yours. So uh, on Twitter, you can find me uh, at Dits on Wrestling, and that is essentially the same across the board. So on Instagram and YouTube, the YouTube thing is getting there. I want, you know, I put the podcast stuff as always on there whenever I can, but you know, I want to kind of, you know, do my power rankings as a as a video rather than a podcast. And yeah. I, 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 I don't know, I don't know if that would be the case. I, you know, I don't know if people are in, that interested in, you know, seeing my ugly mug every single week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, the actual podcast itself, um, pretty much everywhere you'd expect to see a podcast. So um, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Spreaker. There might be another one. Spotify. I don't know if I said that. It's on there as well. Um, it's everywhere you need such, to get it. It's everywhere you need it to be, really. Yeah. So you've probably got one of those directories in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And I am there. But yeah, um, please check out uh, the show because it is really fun. It, it only has, I think, what, you're in six episodes, seven episodes at the time of this recording. Uh, I am going to record episode seven the moment we come off here. So yeah, well, then, then in its that, infancy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very much still, um, g- get on board while it's still a baby. So then you can say, I've been here from the start because that's always nice <laughs> to say. Um but it is a really fun show. Make sure you do check it out. And as we kind of end here, make sure to rate this podcast five stars on iTunes and, um, you know, subscribe 
you know where to find me at this point. Uh, make sure you catch my other show, Wrestling Reverb, on Fridays on Brain Buster Radio. And um, we'll catch you guys next time on Diving In with Josh. Peace out. <laughs>